Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm Mike Hodem, and I'm joined uh, once again by Patrick Heinrich. Hello, Patrick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, crazy day today. Actually, not that crazy. Um, coming to you Saturday afternoon, Liverpool smashed Palace 7-0. Uh, City held on to it for a narrow 1-0 win over Southampton, um, which may help our positioning potentially by the end of the weekend. Um, unfortunately, Arsenal were unable to do us any favors, losing yet again, this time to Everton, who go up to second for the time being. Um, so, uh, yeah, if we win by more than one goal against Leeds United on Sunday, we'll at least leapfrog uh, Everton. But, uh, uh, yeah, it would have been nice for Arsenal to maybe get a draw and do us a little favor there. Right, Patrick? Can't count on Arsenal for anything. <laughs> I mean, yes, it would have been nice for them to have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been. Um, I might give Arsenal some more crap later, but first I want to talk about the game that we watched on Thursday, uh, Sheffield United, uh, United Manchester United. Um, we, uh, you and I, and, and Jeremy too, have been talking on this channel, wanting to see Dean Henderson start, um, coming off of the city match where De Gea played. And I thought De Gea looked assured in that game. He didn't really have a whole lot to do, but he looked proactive and what he what he needed to get done in that in that match um Ole decides to go with Dean Henderson against his former club if you will that he spent two years on loan with mm -hmm. um and uh he did that backfired within five minutes didn't it yeah a hundred percent talk about uh missing your opportunity to really prove that you deserve to uh be in goal <laughs> And yeah. I think it was a good opportunity. Um, you know, who else to, would be best to start in goal against Sheffield than their former goalkeeper? So <laughs> um, they should, you know, he should know a little bit about their tactics and um, be able to kind of be more proactive. Um, but we, you know, just saw him, you know, in the first five minutes, totally fumble. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I saw some criticism towards McGuire because uh, McGuire just seems like a big fridge sized target or something that people just want to have a go at. But when the ball gets played <laughs> to the keeper and he's able to take two touches within those two touches, he should have a picture in his head of, okay, do I have a pass that can be made? Okay. Can I take a third touch? No. Okay. Then it just has to go up, up field. Um, yeah. Just get rid of it. Um, yeah. He, everyone. He, he definitely miscalculated how fast the defender was coming in or the attacker was coming in and he just panicked, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just, he didn't, he didn't know what to do. I mean, he, he took the touch, the second touch, he could have played it straight out to Lindelof who had space on the right yeah. side of the box um, to free up some space. And uh, Lindelof tends to be, uh, he, he tends to like to hoof it up the, the pitch which is fine if you're under pressure i don't yep. i'm not a huge proponent of playing out of the back just to play out of the back um, yep. if you get closed down and you have no options just put it up put it up the pitch um so yeah it was disappointing and then people wanting to back henderson say well it, you know he hasn't had that many opportunities so it's hard to get a rhythm well he's actually had a few starts in re recent weeks yeah um, so we've seen a little bit more of him than we did the first couple months so i don't i i don't i don't buy into that at all it's just a, a bad mistake and he missed an opportunity to potentially uh put forth 
further claim to that number one spot that he wants. Yep, I'd say for sure. Um, especially because, like you said, I mean, De Gea has been doing better, I would say. Um, he certainly has had some moments, um, but um, I'd say he's been doing a little bit better than we were seeing at, towards the end of last season. So, um, you know, to have Henderson kind of spoil this opportunity. Um, and again, like, you know, goalkeepers are such a critical position that any failure results in a goal usually. Um, yep. So it's a really difficult, you know, and high profile position to play. But, um, you know, if, if you're trying to be the number one keeper for a Premier League club, you can't have just crazy, you know, mistakes like that. Yeah, you need you need definitely need consistency in that position. Um, okay. You need consistency in that position. You need consistency in your your back line too. Um, and and uh, if you get that, then you give yourself a good platform to uh, win matches. Um, but it was actually funny because you know reflecting on this match, it's kind of like uh, it really was to me. Look. Marcus Rashford was fantastic. I thought I thought he was the man of the yeah. match. Uh, Paul Pogba had one of his days where everything he touches turns to gold. He was also great. Uh, Martial looked a lot better. Uh, probably his best performance so far this year, um, which sure. is encouraging. Um, and that that was all great. But I, I felt like the storylines coming out of this game were were actually both goalkeepers because. Uh, Ramsdale's the, the third goal that Rashford sco scored, which was great counterattacking play, but that yeah. that went straight through Ramsdale. Yeah, no, like super late reaction. Like he wasn't even anticipating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, that was that was really poor. And despite despite Dean Henderson's awful mistake in the first five minutes, um. He made a big reflex save late on yeah. to preserve the three points. For and sure. really, you, you see that third goal. And really, the first two we scored weren't exactly in the corner. Um, you know, Martial gets through, and it looked like Ramsdale would be favored to get get to the ball and before him. But yep. Pogba put a hell of a lot of backspin on that one. So yeah. um, uh, that may have just taken away from him in the last second. Um, the first goal by Rashford, I mean, he just smashed it, but it was, you know, right over his shoulder. Yep. Potentially another goalkeeper saves it. So I think you kind of see, I, I've been critical of Ramsdale as a goalkeeper. I don't really rate him, um, but you kind of see Sheffield United missing Dean Henderson, even though Dean Henderson probably made his worst, mis easily made his worst mistake in a United shirt. Right. But, yeah. Um, it's a lot more pressure, I'd say. I think, to me, I, I mean, I could see how Henderson probably felt less pressure um, in goal at Sheffield. So. Um. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely more pressure when you put on a, a shirt with the Manchester United badge on it. Um, For sure. So uh, yeah, you, you just the magnifying glass is going to be on you at all times, <laughs> microscope, whatever the phrase goes. Um, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I assume De Gea will come back in uh, tomorrow against Leeds United. Um, it is a derby match. Uh, War of the Roses and all that. <laughs> um, Patrick, preview the game for us. What, what do you expect? Um, well, I expect a pretty good match. Um, well, I say that, but I, I'd say I expect a pretty good um, first half of the match. Um, <laughs> 
I, I would really like to see um, United go a game and not giving up a goal so early. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, Absolutely. So I'd, I'd like to see us score uh, the first goal for once. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I know you agree with me on that one. So as far as like previewing the game, ideally, and I think this is possible. I mean, I know, you know, we just talked a lot about leads coming into this year um, and I, I just think that they've kind of fallen, you know, from grace a little bit. Um, I, I think that we stand a very good chance um, of scoring first on them if we play um, the kind of high press attacking football that we played in, in versus Sheffield. Because um, I thought that was a pretty good example of what we could do um, as, a, as a, you know, top notch club. Yeah, I thought the middle middle hour of that match was excellent from us. Um, we of course sure. gave up the the early goal and the late goal. Um, the middle hour was just fantastic. Um, we probably should have been out of sight of Sheffield United, um, especially given Sheffield United's form. But yep. Leeds United won five two uh, with three late goals against Newcastle in midweek. Um, so they'll be feeling a little bit confident, but they still gave up two goals. And I look at them and I see uh, see kind of a team that's all over the place defensively. Um, yeah. And they have a manager and uh, Marcelo Bielsa who wants to uh, expects high energy football for 90 minutes, constant pressing, constant harassing. And I just wonder, and maybe I kind of hope <laughs> that having to play midweek uh, most of this year, they haven't had obvious European commitments. They're not in Europe like we, we are. Um, so we're used to having two, you know, two matches a week. Maybe they'll be a little bit uh, uh, leggy for this one. Um, I believe they're probably their best center back um, is out for the match as well. Um, so I think we can we can get after them. Um, it's just a question of whether or not we show up at, at Old Trafford. Um, we haven't really done that in the league this season. Um and uh, we got what one win came against West Brom, a one nil narrow win thanks to a penalty. Yep. So um, uh, I don't even know really what to expect from this. Um, and if we start slow, Leeds are capable of putting us two three nil down. Sure. Uh, but just at the, at the same point, they are capable of letting us back in the game too. So. Um, but I, I would like us to push from the beginning and uh, get that goal, like you suggested, um, early on. Score, be the ones who score first for a change, and uh, um, keep going after it. Uh, don't sit back, rest on our laurels, or anything like that. Yeah. Keep going, going after the game. Yeah, and one thing too that um, you know I'd like to see continue is I think for the the city game. Um, was was a uh, and I guess we lost we did lose to Leipzig earlier that week so just thinking about like our trending or up and down trending all the time um so like our city you know based on kind of our ups and downs we should have you know hammered city <laughs> really well um as you know a, a solid formative team um and I would say we were still you know a very solid team in our show when we showed up to city mm-hmm. uh, or to play city yeah um, and, and then we, you know, one, I thought we had a really good showing at Sheffield. So what I'm interested to see is like, can we continue this really good showing against Leeds? Um, and, you know, maybe 
now that we've kind of, since we've fallen out of the Champions League, uh, maybe there's increased focus on making sure that we're positioned properly in the Premier League since we don't have that, um, you know, Champions League opportunity to fall back on. So yeah. maybe there's increased focus on um, by the players to make sure that we are setting ourselves up in a good position to, you know, place in the top three, hopefully, uh, at the end of the league. Yeah, Um be nice to improve upon our third place finish from last season uh and and it's uh it's interesting because we've yet to really i feel like we've yet to seen us play a complete 90 minutes in the league um i know we were our, our road our away record is fantastic perfect um and our home record has been extremely poor Mm-hmm. Um, I was encouraged by some of the things I saw at Sheffield United. Like I said, I thought the middle hour of that of that ninety minutes was really good, but we were poor the first fifteen minutes, and I thought we dropped off the last fifteen minutes. So I want to see us play a full ninety minutes, uh, put in that good performance because I feel like you look at our schedule coming up. We got um, Leeds United obviously tomorrow. Uh, we play Everton in the League Cup on Sun or Wednesday, I believe. Yep. Um, then we go to Leicester, I believe, on Boxing Day. Yep. Then we have uh, uh, Villa, Wolves. I believe, after that. Wolves. So, and Wolves, Wolves, I think New Year's yep. or day after, something like that. Like those are our next, you know, five, yeah. five matches. And those are all teams that are. Well, Aston Villa, I think, is 11th, but they have two games in hand over most of the teams around them and one game in hand on us. Yeah. Um, so those are teams that are in the top half of the table. Yeah. So we can start putting some distance between us and them, um, which I think at the end of the day, we should finish ahead of all those teams anyway. But sure. it's just nice to go ahead and get it done. And if we do get – let's remove the Everton match because that's in the League Cup. League so Cup. four four games, four league matches. If we can get nine or ten points from those four games, uh, I think we will see ourselves come forth as a potential title contender. Do you see mm-hmm. us as a potential title contender? I I don't know. That's a tough question. Not yet. <laughs> I don't think no. so. Not, not yet. But if we, um, like you said, if we do um, – perform well in those next four games next four league games then i'd say yes i mean if we continue the we i just have a you know small sample size with city and the sheffield game which i thought we both you know played really well in um if we continue that same trend like you know take it to leeds tomorrow then i uh i i would say yes yeah uh, i i just i think those four games this uh festive uh period uh quick run of games will determine whether or not we're contenders or pretenders if we're pretenders then top four will be the main goal if we can if we like i said come through with nine or ten points yep. then sky's the limit potentially for sure liverpool's injuries and even though they won seven nil today yeah um I, we still have two matches against them and uh I would, if, if, if we can start showing some consistency and, and getting the results and I would, I would feel pretty confident. Yeah, me too. You'd, you'd probably start, uh, people would probably start getting more, more afraid of United than they are right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we, we could we could use a little bit of that. Yeah, um, sure. I want to touch upon something here. It's kind of had me scratching my head uh, this week. Um, as we know, uh, the managers of clubs who have been playing in Europe, like Klopp, Ole, um, and I think uh, Lampard a little bit as well. Uh, I think Mourinho's probably had some words on it. Uh, they, they would like to go back to the way things were in the summer. We came back to finish last season where they had uh, five subs and uh, a substitute bench of nine players. Um, smaller clubs and the most vocal of the managers of these smaller clubs uh, uh, was uh, is Chris Wilder. Uh, who we just saw, Sheffield United. And him and Ole got into it on the touchline at the end of the game um, a little bit. And I wonder if maybe there was some tension from their disagreement over this. But Chris Wilder argues that uh, basically it's, it's, it's going to hurt the smaller clubs like Sheffield United. Um, having said that, Sheffield United has played 12 games and have picked up one point. So I don't know how uh, it's going to hurt them any worse than where they are now, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, they decided they went to a vote this week, and I guess uh, the, the vote came out uh, to go back uh, to the five sub uh, rule, which all, all the big leagues in Europe have adopt, have, have kept, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the vote came out even 10, 10 and you need 14 uh, shareholder votes, uh, league shareholder votes for it to pass. Um, yeah. Then they, I guess, took a vote on raising the number of players on your subs bench from seven to nine. And that passed and it makes absolutely no sense to me. Does it make any, does that make any sense to you, Patrick? Can you, no, I think, I think they should have kept it at seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like I thought, cause like Ole and, and Klopp, their main argument is to have five, be able to make the five changes so that and games that get out of hand, one way or another, because I mean, Ole probably would have wanted to make five changes against Spurs when we were down six-one, right? Yeah. With twenty minutes to go, um, yeah. and he—if we were three goals up with twenty minutes to go—he'd want to have those five subs just to keep players fresh and to not overexert them with this, you know, strange season, uh, what have you. So it is quite uh, an interesting. Um, thought that to, to me I thought a fair compromise would be to actually keep the seven substitutes uh, but allow five substitutions mm-hmm. because you look at most benches and you're going to try to have players that can plug in in different spots mm-hmm. and you make five substitutions based upon you know rest and stuff like that you're going to end up plugging a couple players in and maybe positions that aren't necessarily there um ideal that so it's not going to really improve the team at all uh unlike if you went to nine players you're going to have a player pretty much in every position that can Mm -hmm. come in and and, and do the job in their normal their natural spot so i thought that was a good compromise but now you go to nine substitutes and you kind of go back to what i was saying before just now um and you have a player in each position on the bench basically that can come in and do a job and you have you give the top teams who supposedly should have better benches that bet more opportunity to affect the, the game. I yeah. feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have, I mean, if, if your argument is that um, you watch your trial, well, the rules should not benefit the bigger clubs, mm -hmm. then expanding the bench for just benefits larger clubs who have a deeper bench um, and, you know, can, can essentially sub out or put in there this, uh, a position for everybody uh, so they can sub everyone out with a player that's, you know, available on their roster. Um, but if you have, you know, uh, another club, um, I can't remember who, who it was, but, you know, you might end up with two keepers on your bench. <laughs> that was, that was, that was <laughs> Everton today. Everton today. Yeah. yeah. So that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't track if your goal is to try and keep it from uh, benefiting the large clubs um, to expand the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Um, they made that vote midweek uh, to go in effect this weekend. So uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of had, that just had me scratching my head because I feel like that was counterproductive for Chris Wilder and the smaller shareholders in the premier league who yeah. want to prevent, top teams from gaining an edge competitively um, yeah. that's just that's just my thought uh because like if, if you're if you're a top team and you're going for the win and you only have seven substitutions seven subs seven subs on the bench and you get five substitutions you're you're not gonna you're not gonna make those five substitutions i feel you're gonna make the three that you have on the bench that are attacking players anyway Right. To go try and go for a win or salvage a draw or something. I, it just, it just had, it just baffles me. And I was studying, as you know, I, I you know, my, my feelings on Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Um, so I, I was kind of made, I, I didn't really know that he was having a public spat with Chris Wilder. So I was like, oh, and I don't really like Chris Wilder personally either, yeah. but I was like, oh, let's, let me take a look at this. And I see their, you know, barbs back and forth. And sadly, I got to take Jurgen's side on this. And, <laughs> and Wilder comes out and calls Jurgen selfish. He's only at, looking after his club. I'm like, well, you're doing the same. It's, it's a selfish, <laughs> it's a selfish business. You're the manager of a club. <laughs> you're supposed to be selfish. That's what we yeah. want them to be. We want yeah. them to only think about the club's interests. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's selfish, but you're selfish too. You're all selfish. That's 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 the way it is in, in in sports. You know, you're looking after your your interests. Yeah. Well, I'm just I, I'm just really I, I I'm upset that it didn't pass. It didn't get enough votes for the to keep the five sub rule because I was just excited to see uh, an Ole five sub extravaganza again, like we had last season. <laughs> we he, put he does all five subs on once. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does love the uh, the five sub extravaganza. Well, Patrick, I have good news for you. All right, shoot. I read that the FA Cup will have five, uh, the, the nine subs and uh, uh, five substitutions that can be made in three windows. So <laughs> nice. maybe, maybe when we play Watford and uh, the great Troy Deeney uh, in the beginning of January, we'll smash them and Ole can make a, a five-sub <laughs> change at one time in the 60th minute or something. Yeah. Oh, I'll, that's what I'll be rooting for. That'll be a, a New Year's present. If that, <laughs> that's right. A late <laughs> New Year's present for Patrick Heinrich. Come on, Ole. <laughs> and, and Ole can say after the game that he's, he dedicated that to you. Yeah, exactly. That's how it'll play out. 100%. <laughs> that's exactly how it'll play out. Um, no, we'll start. It'll, it, I think it's at Old Trafford, so I'm sure we'll start slow and concede early. And it'll probably be, it'll probably be ugly. 
uh, be an ugly match to watch. But uh, I guess in, in cup competitions, all that matters is, is uh, advancing. So, yep, for uh, sure. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to cover that game in the future. But I want to thank Patrick for, for joining me uh, on the theater of football where the curtain is now closing. Um, I am Mike Hodum. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at theater of football. And uh, once again, thank you, Patrick. Glad to be here. Always glad to have you. Um, <laughs> and uh, everyone have a great uh, rest of the week and enjoy the Leeds United. Enjoy the, uh, um, what is it, Lanks York Starby tomorrow. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Take care.